Hello, everyone. Thank you once again for joining us today. We're so excited about you being with us, and we appreciate you taking the time out of your busy lives to join with us today and to receive instruction from the Word of God. I'm telling you, the Word of God is what is needed in your life today more than ever before. If you haven't noticed yet, we live in a crazy world. There's a lot of things happening around us, a lot of negative things. And you know, in the natural, I don't know how people make it without Jesus. I don't know how people make it without the Word of God. I know everybody in this audience would agree with me. Thank God we know Jesus and thank God we have the Word in our hearts because without that, there's just absolutely no way you're going to overcome what's going on around you right now. So if you're sitting there today, maybe this first time you've watched a Christian broadcast and maybe you're wondering what in the world is going on in the world I live in today, then listen, I want to encourage you. The first thing you need to do is invite Jesus into your life. Make him the Lord of your life because he is the solution. He's the answer to what's going on around you right now. And thank God, once you do that, then you get in his word because Jesus himself said this about the word of God. He said, thy word is truth. And truth is defined as the highest form of reality that exists. That's what you need in your life today. Not what you're hearing from the media. That's not the highest form of reality. The highest form of reality is the word of God. You know, the media is telling us it's bad and it's getting worse. And I know it is. It is getting worse out there. But thank God, I don't have to let that be the defining uh, uh, word in my life. I don't have to allow that to be final authority in my life. I choose to believe that even though it may be getting worse out there, the God that I serve knows how to deliver me from it all. Hallelujah. Amen. Would you agree with that? Amen. Amen. Well, today we're going to begin a new series. We're going to be talking about the force of joy. We're going to be talking about it for the next four weeks. So I want to encourage you to join with me. You say, well, what's so important about joy? Why aren't you talking about faith? Well, you know, I learned something a long time ago. Faith and joy, I like to refer to them as the dynamic duo. You know, when, when, when the Bible tells you to have faith, obviously we need faith. And I teach on faith quite often. I'll talk about some things about faith here in this session today. But you know, it's, it's one thing to have faith, but if you don't have any joy, it's like having a stick of dynamite without a fuse. Amen. Faith is like dynamite. Man, it'll blow mountains into the sea. But you got to have a fuse. And joy is that fuse. And I'll talk more about that in just a moment. But first of all, I want you to open your Bibles, if you have them with you, to Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5. And the first thing I want you to understand is that joy isn't just a feeling. Joy isn't just an emotion. It is a force. It is a spiritual force. And it is powerful. Galatians chapter 5. And verse 22 says, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance against such there is no law. Now I want you to notice it says the fruit of the spirit. These are fruit of the spirit. They're all born from the Holy Spirit that is abiding within you. They are the result or the byproduct, which gives evidence that the Holy Spirit is abiding on the inside of you. When you walk in the love of God, when you have faith in your life, when you 
have the joy of the Lord, then that gives evidence that the Holy Spirit, who is the author of these forces, is living on the inside of you. The Amplified Bible says, the work which His presence within accomplishes. Notice also that in this list, there is this thing called faith, but also in that list is this thing called joy. And notice faith is a force. When you agree, faith is a force. It's a spiritual force. Faith is not a feeling. Faith is not an emotion. It can have an effect on your feelings. It can have an effect on your emotions. It can have an effect on your attitude, your outlook. You know, when you have faith in your heart, it is going to make you feel good. Hallelujah. It is going to have an effect on your emotions. But faith is not an emotion. It's not a feeling. It is a spiritual force. Well, if faith is a spiritual force and joy is listed right there along with faith, would it be unreasonable for me to say that joy too is a spiritual force? If faith is a spiritual force and joy is listed right along with it, then obviously joy is a spiritual force as well. Now, we know that faith is a spiritual force because Jesus teaches us in the 11th chapter of Mark that if you have faith, it will move mountains. It'll get the mountains out of your life. The Bible teaches us that faith can heal the sick, that faith can even raise the dead. In fact, Jesus tells us in Matthew 17, 20, that if you have faith, nothing is impossible to you. So I'd call that a spiritual force, wouldn't you? Faith is a spiritual force. And once again, did you notice that right along with this spiritual force called faith, joy is listed there as well. That's because it too is a spiritual force. That's the reason the Bible says in Nehemiah chapter 8 and verse 10, the joy of the Lord is your strength. In other words, it enables you to remain strong in the midst of adversity when everyone else has given up. I call faith and joy, once again, the dynamic duo. Faith can move mountains in your life and joy enables you to remain strong while you're waiting for the mountain to move. Amen. Amen. I mean, if you've noticed that sometimes mountains don't move immediately, sometimes you have to stand and having done all to stand, stand. And what do you need between the amen and the there it is? What do you need after you've spoken to that mountain and you're waiting for the mountain to pass? You need joy because Satan will attempt to convince you that nothing's working, nothing's happening. He'll try to convince you that this faith stuff is a waste of time and he'll try to discourage you and rob you of your joy. But you do not want him taking your joy because joy undergirds your faith. It is a support to your faith. Can you say amen? Amen. God placed these spiritual forces in you so that you can triumph always. There's a purpose for these forces. It's not just, you know, verses in the Bible. God couldn't think of anything else to say, so he just came up with this. No, the reason these forces are on the inside of you is because God wants you to be a winner in life. He wants you to be an overcomer. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm an overcomer. overcomer. Amen. And, And the reason he put faith on the inside of you is so that you could be a winner. He put joy on the inside of you, love on the inside of you, so that you could be a winner, so that you could triumph always. They're designed by God to produce victory in every area of your life. Now, what you need to understand is faith 
and joy, along with these other spiritual forces that are mentioned here, are all developed exactly the same way. The Bible tells us in Romans 10, 17, so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. How does faith come? By hearing and hearing the word of God. Now, once again, joy is listed right there along with faith. So if faith is developed by hearing the word, what would you say about joy? How is it developed? By hearing the word. Now I can prove that to you from John chapter 15. John chapter 15 and verse 11 makes this statement. Jesus speaking. He's already, he's already covered 10 previous verses. So you need to go back and look at those 10 previous verses. And then verse 11 says this, these things have I spoken unto you. These things have I spoken unto you that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. So what is Jesus saying to us? Joy cometh by hearing what he has spoken. Amen. Amen. So faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. And so does joy. So if you want your faith to be strong, what do you need to do? Stay in the word. If you want your joy to remain strong, what do you do? Stay in the word. Amen. It's that simple. Now, that's why Solomon tells us in Proverbs chapter four. Let's go there very quickly. Proverbs chapter four. And in verse 23, keep thy heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life. The message translation says, keep vigilant watch over your heart. And the Amplified Bible says, keep and guard your heart with all vigilance for out of it flow the springs of life. In other words, God is saying to us through Solomon here in Proverbs 4, that life-giving forces reside deep down on the inside of you. One of those forces is faith. Another is love. Another is joy. And notice it says that we are to guard our heart. Why? Because within our heart, our reborn human spirit, are these powerful spiritual forces that are designed to make a winner in life out of you. But the Bible says you have to guard your heart. Why? Because Satan's after your faith. Satan's after your joy. Satan certainly doesn't want you walking in love. He'd prefer you just be in strife and unforgiveness all the time. Because if you are in strife and unforgiveness all the time, then there's, there's absolutely no way you're going to be the overcomer that God wants you to be. In fact, strife and unforgiveness even hinder your prayers. Amen. So these spiritual forces are to be guarded. You know, you, you need to look at them as something precious, as something valuable. You know, the things that you consider valuable in your life, you protect them. You guard them. You know, over the years, God's blessed Carolyn and I with some, some things that we consider precious treasures. Uh, you know, they may not be precious treasures to anybody else, but they are to us, you know, because of the nature of how they came. Uh, somebody may have said, the Lord told me to bless you with this, you know, and, and, and it becomes a precious treasure. Well, you know, we, we're protective of those things that we consider treasures. Mm -hmm. I remember years ago, I hadn't been in the ministry too long. Uh, I guess maybe, oh, less than 10 years. And, and a man out in California uh, wanted to bless me with a watch. And, um, you know, up to that time, I mean, when Carol and I first married, she bought me a little Timex watch, you know, and 
it probably didn't cost what, Carolyn? Maybe eight dollars. <laughs> you know, uh, that's back in 1966. You know, and and uh, you know, and it kept time. So you know, what do you need another watch for? As far as I was concerned, I'm just not a jewelry person. I don't I don't particularly buy jewelry for myself. I like buying it for my wife or my children, but for myself, I'm just not a jewelry person. But, you know, my Timex was still working, you know, but this guy wanted to bless me with this watch. And so he hands me this watch and I open it, this case, I open it, and there's this beautiful watch in there. And I'm, I'm almost hesitant to tell you what its value was, but at the time it was worth $10,000. This is, this is back in the early 70s. It was worth $10,000. I closed it real quick and gave it back to him. I said, I can't receive that. He said, why not? I said, well, I don't want people thinking I'm stealing the offerings and buying $10,000 watches. He said, well, did you? I said, no. He said, then why wouldn't you wear something God wants you to have? He said, God told me to give you this. I just had a hard time receiving it at first. He had to persuade me into receiving it. And so I did, and I took it home, and you know what I did? I put it in my safety deposit box at the bank. <laughs> I wouldn't even wear it. But you see, it was a treasure. It was a treasure. You know, I still have that watch. I don't wear it every day because I've been blessed with other watches. But it's a treasure, and I, and I protect it. Well, let me tell you something. That watch is wonderful, it's beautiful, and I'm grateful to God and to the man for blessing me with it. But there's nothing that I value more than my faith in God. The love of God that I'm able to operate in, the joy of the Lord that I have in my heart. You know, watches come and go, but thank God faith is here, joy is here, love is here. And, and, and these are the things I use every day in my life to overcome any and all adversity that comes my way. You know, I discovered a long time ago that joy is one of the most powerful spiritual forces. And the sad thing is most Christians don't know anything about it. You know, there are a lot of miserable Christians. There are a lot of Christians that are sad and hopeless and, and depressed. And, and, you know, they say they love the Lord and I don't doubt that, but they don't have any joy in their life. And if you don't have any joy in your life, I can promise you, you have very little victories in your life too. Amen. You don't have very many victories if you don't have joy. Now I've always, I've had people say, well, brother Jerry, you just don't know what I'm going through. Well, see what they're saying is their joy is based on their circumstances. My joy is not based on my circumstances. My joy is based on my relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen. Uh, circumstances have no bearing on whether or not I have joy. I have joy when things are tough. I have joy when things are not. I have joy when things are falling apart. I have joy when everything's going well. In fact, you will never know when I'm going through something because I will never show it on my face. Amen. And I'll never speak it out of my mouth. I just deal with it, with these spiritual forces. And then after it's over with, I'll preach about it, praise God. And I'll give you the testimony of it. But my everyday walk with the Lord, if I was going through the worst trial that I've ever been through, you would never know it. Because you're not going to see 
the, an expression on my face that shows I have no joy. You're not going to hear it in the words of my mouth. The Bible says, Paul said, a spiritual man is judged by no one. Let me give you the Savelle paraphrase. Keep them guessing. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Just keep them guessing. Amen. And, and the thing I love about the joy of the Lord is this. Satan has no defense against it. What are you going to do? What is he going to do with somebody that he launches an attack against and they keep smiling? He keeps launching more and more attacks and they just keep rejoicing. Paul said, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. See, this is why Satan and all of the demons of hell hated to see Paul wake up every day <laughs> because the man would not allow anything Satan did to rob him of his joy. Now, can you say the same thing? Amen. Those of you that are watching, can you say that about your life? I mean, can anybody tell when you're going through something? Yeah, probably. In fact, some of you are going through something right now and everybody in your house knows about it. <laughs> Amen. It's, it's no secret. You know, when mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. Come on. Yet Paul's attitude was, you will never catch me sweating, devil. You'll never catch me hopeless, devil. And you fire your best shot. And as far as I'm concerned, that won't get me. And when the dust settles, me and God will still be standing. Hallelujah. Amen. You just could not do anything to this man that would cause him to let go of his joy. In fact, and I'll talk about this a little more probably on next week's broadcast. But if you look in Philippians, the letter that Paul wrote to the church in Philippi, he was in prison at the time he wrote that letter, facing death, the most horrible circumstances, and yet most theologians refer to the letter to the Philippian church as the joy letter. Yes. Amen. It was the happiest letter Paul ever wrote. Wouldn't you like to receive more letters from preachers when they're going through stuff and they write happy letters instead of woe is us, poor is us, if you folks don't give, we're going under. That's not the way Paul wrote to his partners. He wrote to his partners and said, rejoice in the Lord. And again, I say rejoice. He wrote to his partners and said, don't let anything your adversary does intimidate you. Amen. 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 That's the way I decided a long, long time ago when I read how Paul faced life circumstances, I said, that's the way I want to learn how to face life circumstances. And I realized that it not only required faith in God, but it required the joy of the Lord in your heart. Can you say amen? amen? So once again, Solomon tells us that we need to protect our heart. Why? Because there are life-giving forces deep down on the inside. You need to protect them. They're valuable. You, they're, 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 they determine whether or not you win or lose in life. Now, let me ask you this question. Where is faith? In your head or in your heart? It's in your heart, isn't it? If faith and joy are both spiritual forces, then where is faith? Is it in your head or in your heart? It's in your heart. And once again, Solomon tells us that we must be vigilant about guarding our heart so that our faith doesn't become weak and so that our joy isn't diminished. Now, how do you guard your heart? How does a person guard their heart? The Bible teaches us that we must be selective about what we focus our eyes on and what we listen to with our ears. Why? 
because your eyes and your ears are the gateways to your heart. What you focus on the most will get in your heart. What you listen to the most will get into your heart. So how do you guard your heart? By guarding by what you, about what you look at, by, by guarding about what you listen to. You see, verse 20 and verse 21 of Proverbs 4 says this, My son, attend to my words, incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. The Bible says, goes on to say, because there are life unto those that find them and their health to all your flesh. So notice Solomon says that it's important that we give our attention to the Word of God. You know, if you sit there and watch the news, you know, I told Carolyn yesterday, uh, we, you know, the weather around here uh, has been cold and freezing and snowy the last several days at the time of this taping. And uh, uh, we've had to shut the office down for a couple of days. People around Fort Worth hadn't been able to get out. And we've been stuck in the house for a couple of days. And the news comes on at four. It comes on at 4.30. It comes on at five. It comes on at 5.30. It comes on at six. Come on. <laughs> Who do you think's behind that? Amen. You can sit there and watch the news for four hours straight, I think. And what is it designed to do? Rob you of your joy. Right. Amen. Right. If you focus your attention on everything that's going on with the media, you're going to walk away with no joy and probably little faith. That's right. And walk away thinking, my God, what are we going to do? Well, that's the reason the Bible says, give your attention to the Word of God. Yes. Don't give all your attention to everything that's happening out here. Focus on the Word. Be careful what you look at. Be careful what you listen to because your eyes and your ears are the gateways to your heart. Your faith will become weak. Your joy will be diminished if you constantly focus on the wrong things. So if you want your faith to be strong and your joy to be full, then pay attention to the Word. Give attention to the Word of God and do it continually. Not just once in a while, but continually. And I'm telling you, when you do that, Satan will have no defense against you. Hey, watch this announcement, and I'll be back in just a few moments. For the joy of the Lord is your strength. Joy is a powerful force that resides in your spirit once you've made Jesus the Lord of your life. In Jerry Savelle's book, The Force of Joy, you'll learn how to tap into the joy inside you. The choice is yours. You can will to be happy or unhappy. Choosing to walk in joy is choosing to experience the strength of the Lord. In this 3CD set, if Satan can't steal your joy, he can't keep your goods. You will learn how God's Word produces joy how and why Satan steals your joy, how to get back joy that was stolen, how to laugh more and cry less, and more. Be of good cheer, for the joy of the Lord resides inside you. Don't wait. Request this joyous combo today. The force of joy, and if Satan can't steal your joy, he can't keep your goods. Call or visit jerrysavelle.org and choose today to tap into the force of joy and experience renewed strength. 
Listen, don't hesitate. Don't waste any time. Get these resources into your life immediately. This little book I wrote a number of years ago entitled The Force of Joy. I'm telling you, within it is so many powerful truths, and you can read this in a matter of a few moments. I read it again last night. Didn't take very long. You know, that Jerry Seville writes good books. Praise <laughs> God. The Force of Joy. I'm telling you, you can carry this around with you, read it, and, and you can do it for several days in a row and just read it on your lunch break or whatever. And I'm telling you, it will teach you how to develop the force of joy in your life. And then this is a message or a series of messages that I taught way back in 1979, 80. And these messages have gone around the world. The book, the CDs, still one of our most popular series that I've ever taught. If Satan can't steal your joy, he can't keep you good. It's three CDs talking about how powerful the force of joy is. And when you learn how to operate in it, when Satan tries to steal from you, no matter what he attempts, if he can't get your joy, he can't keep what he tried to steal. He can't defeat you. And I'm telling you, you'll come up a winner every time. So this special package, the little book, the force of joy and three CDs on if Satan can't steal your joy, he can't keep you good. So order that right away. And I know it'll be a great blessing to you. Listen, we want to thank all of you that write to us and share your testimonies. I've got a few here today I want to talk to you about. Here's one all the way from South Africa that says, I have been married for seven years and I have struggled getting pregnant. One day I was listening to you and when Terry was doing the broadcast with me and you were talking about the prayer petition. After writing my own petition within one month, I became pregnant. Thank you for spreading the word and teaching us how to pray. Here's one uh, from Connecticut, a lady by the name of Gail. Thank you uh, for your teaching on prayer. God heard me and sent me a financial blessing of $220. This may not sound much, but you have to understand, I only had $8 in the bank at the time the Lord provided. Hallelujah. Isn't that great? Here's another person, Kenneth from Kentucky. I got a new job with a pay raise. That's the favor of God. And then here's one, Shelly from Alabama. My family loves you, Brother Jerry. We have really been blessed and learned how to walk in the favor of God from your Favor of God study course. Thank you so very much. And then Russell from Minnesota. After four years of planting significant seed, we are absolutely thrilled to let you know that our piece of land has finally sold. We want to thank you for your ministry, for teaching on favor, significant seed, and the prayer petition. And of course, we thank you for your influence in our lives. Be blessed. Amen. Great testimonies. And we've got several more we'll share with you on some of the future broadcasts. If you have prayer requests, contact our office. We'd love to join our faith with you. If you'd like to be a partner with this ministry, like many people are all over the world, we would certainly welcome that because it enables us to continue to expand our vision and to reach out to more and more people. So if you'd like information about how to be a partner with this ministry, just contact our office. The address is on the screen or you can go to our website and it'll give you all the information. Thank you once again for joining with us today. And I pray that this message on joy has helped you. No matter what you're going through, remember this, your faith will overcome the world. Not only that, God is on your side. And if God be for you, 
no one can successfully be against you. Thank you once again, and I'll see you next week.